if I had a dollar for every time I was trying to carry on a conversation with someone while one of my two sons was running around like a wild banshee, I might have enough money to buy a new big screen TV to watch during this coronavirus pandemic. Occasionally, the person I'm talking to will look at this energetic little person and say something like this, I wish I had that much energy. And my response is usually, I don't think our bodies could handle it. Five-year-old energy is not meant to be contained in a 32-year-old body or an 82-year-old body. Now, I want to use that analogy to help us think about this question. What do you think it would be like if you suddenly knew everything that could possibly be known? Everything. Past, present, future. Some people might think it would be great. You could know exactly what time to go to Walmart to avoid the largest crowd. You could always pick the right line at the Chick-fil-A drive through to make sure you get your order fastest. You probably would have stocked up on toilet paper months ago, and no one would have known why. But the reality is that our minds are not meant to grasp that much knowledge. We are finite, and only an infinite person could be truly all-knowing. That's the attribute of God that I want us to consider together today, what we call God's omniscience. The word omniscience comes from two Latin words. You can break the word in half. Omni means all, and science means knowledge. So omniscience is a way of saying that God has all knowledge. He is all-knowing. Let's flesh that out just a bit more. Here's how I want to define omniscience for us. Omniscience means that God knows everything that can be known. Nothing is hidden from his knowledge, whether past, present, or future. In fact, if you really want to stretch your mind, listen to what Augustine said about God. He said, His knowledge is not like ours, which has three tenses, present, past, and future. God's knowledge has no change or variation. In other words, God is eternal. He is timeless and unchangeable. His knowledge of reality does not proceed from one successive moment to the next. He sees all of it perfectly, all at once. We are able to learn new things as time progresses and to forget things as they slip further into the past. But God sees all of time with perfect clarity. He knows what will happen tomorrow and a thousand years from now, just as clearly as he knows what is happening right now and what happened a thousand years in what we call the past. Omniscience, then, is one of God's incommunicable attributes. It's an attribute that he does not share with us. We can have some knowledge, but we can never have all knowledge. Let me give you a few biblical passages that teach us this truth. Isaiah 46, verse 9, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. This passage is crucial because it teaches us that God does not simply know what will happen because he sees it passively, but because he declares it. He does not simply say that he sees the end from the beginning. He says that he declares the end from the beginning. He will accomplish all his purpose. Psalm 139 speaks of God's omniscience in a really personal way. 
It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. There is nowhere we can go to escape God's perfect knowledge. Nothing is hidden from Him, not even our thoughts. That would be terrifying if we separated God's omniscience from His mercy and grace. But it should be a comfort to those who are in Christ that He knows us perfectly, even better than we know ourselves. Yet He still loves us and refuses to give up on us. Psalm 147 verse 5 says, Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. In other words, God's knowledge is infinite. It's so great that we cannot measure it. And Job 37 verse 16 asks this rhetorical question. Do you know the wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge? There you have it. God is perfect in knowledge, and we cannot fully know his wondrous works. God never learns something new, and there is nothing visible or invisible, nothing in all the universe, nothing in all of time that could possibly escape his perfect knowledge. When we think about God's omniscience, however, we cannot stop at saying only that God is perfect in knowledge. I wonder, have you ever known someone who is really smart in some ways, but maybe not so smart in other ways? We sometimes distinguish between book smarts and street smarts or between intelligence and common sense. What if God were like that? What if he knew all things? What if he could ace the ACT, but he could never actually decide what to do? What if he had all this information, but found it confusing and didn't know what to do with it? Thankfully, God does not have that problem. Maybe you've heard of omniscience before. But there's another word that tends to go along with it, but is not as well known. The word I'm thinking about is omnisapience. God is not only omniscient, he is also omnisapient. Now, don't be intimidated by these words. Omniscience simply means that God is all-knowing, and omnisapience simply means that God is all-wise. The Bible testifies to both of these. Colossians 2.3 says, for example, that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And in Romans 11, 33 and 34, Paul takes that same idea and turns it into a work of praise. He says, Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Both of those passages speak not only to the greatness of God's knowledge, but also of his wisdom. Now, what's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Wisdom is a way of saying that God not only knows all things in a factual sense, but he, he always knows the wise thing to do, the right thing to do. There are many times in our lives when we may have plenty of facts, but we still don't know how to make the right decision. God never has that problem. In Him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge.
He never has to ask advice. He never has to seek counsel from anyone else. He is never ignorant of anything, nor is he ever puzzled or confused. He is all-knowing and all-wise. There are plenty of deep rabbit holes we could dive down when talking about God's omniscience. And if you have any questions about it, feel free to call or text me. But I want us to think about how do these truths lead us to worship God and trust Him even more? First of all, anytime we think deeply about God, it should lead us to humility. If you walk away from a discussion about God's omniscience and you are somehow puffed up because you feel like you're smarter than someone else, or because you've learned some new fancy words, you're doing it wrong. You've missed the point. God's omniscience should make us realize how little we know in comparison. So it should make us deeply humble. Next, God's omniscience should make us thankful. Our world is in the midst of a lot of chaos right now. Aren't you thankful that we serve a God who was not caught off guard by this? Aren't you thankful that He is not fretting right now? He is not anxious about what's going to happen. He's not anxious about what He should do. He is perfectly calm because He knows all things, because He is supremely wise and good, and because He is supremely able to do all that pleases Him. So we should be thankful because of God's omniscience. And that leads us to the third effect that His omniscience should have on us, it should increase our faith. God's omniscience should make us trust Him and listen to what He has said. In times of trial and turmoil, we sometimes ask the question, why? And that's often a reasonable question to ask. It's a question the psalmists frequently ask of God. But we have to humbly trust that we cannot always know the reasons why. We who are finite are unable to grasp infinite knowledge and wisdom. What we can do is trust that if we knew all that God knew, and if we were as wise and holy and good as He is, we would give and withhold all that He has given and withheld. Proverbs 3 verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Why would we lean on our own understanding when we know that our understanding is finite? We must listen to what God has said in His Word, the truth He has seen fit to reveal to us. Now, that does not mean that God gives us every answer to every possible question we might have. This, again, is why we need to be humble. Just because God is omniscient does not mean He is obligated to tell us everything we want to know. He has told us in His Word all that He deems we need to know. And in every aspect of life where He has not spoken clearly, He tells us to pursue His wisdom and the power of His Spirit. That's why the promise of James 1 verse 5 is so comforting. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. During this time of upheaval and disruption, let's all continue to ask God for wisdom each day about how we might best serve Him and love our neighbor. And while we are physically separated from one another, may we long not only for the day when we will be able to gather again with one another, but also for the day when we will see face to face the one in whom are hidden all the treasures 
of wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Henderson Baptist Church. If you'd like more information about our church, you can visit us on Facebook or check out our website, hendersonbaptist.org.